Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I hope people on the stream are messing with us. They said they can't hear us, and if they can't, that's on them. It actually would be on us, but, you know, fingers crossed. uh, Fingers crossed. Anyways. Good morning, everybody. I'm Kyle. That's James. The Sacramento Kings lost last night to the Miami Heat, and you know what, James? I'm going to stick to my word. We're going to break the game down. We're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because there were some some uh, short term things, long term things that that came up in that game that are that are worth discussing as the Kings move forward on this February first mm-hmm. and inch closer to the postseason. However, had this game not been in Miami and literally been in any other city, I would have come in today and been like. This, and maybe they haven't earned the benefit of the doubt, this benefit of the uh, benefit of the doubt that I'm going to give them. Yeah. But I'm giving them the BOD here. Mm. That they had an extra day in Miami. They enjoyed themselves. They're a basketball team that's nine games over 500. They're confident they're going to make the playoffs. And they took January, what is that, 30th, January 30th to enjoy themselves. And maybe that's what happened. And that's what I'm going to bank on. So last night's game where they just didn't quite bring it and they lost to a team that that was desperate and trying to fight their way out of a seven-game losing streak. I'm giving them the BOD here, the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to go, wow, this is a sign that this team doesn't show up in big games and this can't do this and they didn't get to 10 over and, oh, that could have been a five-game winning streak in this. Nope. Nope. They lost a game in Miami after having a day off in Miami. That happens a lot. It's called the Miami flu. That's a thing. And that's what I'm chalking this one up to. You're going to chalk it up to that? That's it. They're you're, getting the benefit of the doubt from me. I'm giving them a pass for this one. You're just saying, okay, it's it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Now, losing like they lost to, to, to Portland and to, um, oh, here we go. We got our engineer. He's going to fix the, the audio on the stream. Um it, it, when you lose to Portland and you lose to Charlotte, when you lose those games, that I'm not giving you a pass in really any circumstance. There's okay. just not there's not a scenario where you're like, yeah, hey, you know what? Losing to a Charlotte team that hasn't won in forever. Good morning, stream. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan Nurse, our engineer. He's one of the very best. Um, we're working on some some changes with this with the layout of our show. 
Um, I will hopefully next week be in the room that James is in, and we will be doing the show in there together. So we're messing with some stuff this morning, and I think uh, I think an audio setting uh, got switched that needed to get switched back. So good morning, YouTube. Good morning, Twitch. Uh, we appreciate all of you watching and listening there, and thank you, everybody, of course, listening on the radio and the free Odyssey app. So uh, you can't, just to get back to my point, you can't go lose to Charlotte and Portland and you can't get blown out twice by the rock. Like all those bad losses are still bad losses. This one, I'm just not. I can't get there, man. Yeah, I'm gonna take like this seven game losing streak and just throw it out the window. Like the Miami Heat are a much better team that they than they had been playing, and they had just made a change. They just made a big trade, and you know, like they they're a team in flux, and sometimes that happens. And then you get a, a team like the Kings that go in there, like look, the Kings just missed shots. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, they missed shots. Like, were there, was there an energy issue from a couple of the players? Yes. There absolutely was an energy issue. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a problem with the team forgetting about Keegan Murray? Yes, there is a problem. That's a problem that has happened multiple times this year yep. where this kid goes nuts in, for 21 points in the first half, and then you forget about him for a, a quarter mm-hmm. and a half. And, like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess at some point... You can't keep having these mistakes, but I too felt like this game, out of all the games that they've lost, was one of those those contests where if they just at any moment would have caught fire, they would have been just fine. But they didn't, and you yep. know that's it. Like you, you couldn't hit a shot, it, and sometimes that happens. And I know you know it's, it, they shot twelve of forty from three. Sure, it's not they should get it done. They should have shot less threes, but. Harrison Barnes going 0 for 6. Uh, De'Aaron Fox going 1 of 8. Uh, you know, like that, Malik Monk 0 for 4. Your bench not showing up at all. Uh, you know, it is what it is. The audio on the stream is still not working. It's uh. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm going to just write on the whiteboard what we're talking about. Um, yeah, I, I I think that... I think that there are some some things you can definitely pull away from this game. We'll dive into these. Of course, we'll have uh, James' six quick thoughts coming up in about 10 minutes. Yeah. But I think the the first thing is this is a star-driven league. Your stars have to be stars. We talk about this with the 49ers all the time. Mm -hmm. Your A players have to play like A players. And De'Aaron Fox last night was non-existent. And honestly, when we talked about the whole, you know, avoid the Miami flu, this and that, when we talked about that, that that's that is like sixty percent tongue in cheek, but forty percent also like, hey, there's probably going to be some guys who go out and enjoy themselves and are not in peak physical basketball condition. Yeah, by, by the time game time comes around, and that's and that's fine. Uh, that happens literally. This is not a Kings related issue. This is just an NBA wide thing. But I I I thought about this yesterday. And it's like De'Aaron of all players is the last guy I'm worried about there. Darren is the last guy that I'm worried about not showing up for a game where they're trying to go to five over. He he had his struggles earlier uh, this month, and now he'd kind of broken out of it a little bit, and he started to look more like himself. And then last night, he just wasn't good. And I, I, I shouldn't say it wasn't good. He's, he's one of the best players in the league. He wasn't good enough. Well, no, he wasn't good at all last night. Okay. I, like, I, 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 was like to, I, I didn't, well, didn't want to like, be super we, harsh. We can't sugarcoat it. I mean, you scored 13 points on 4 of 16 from the field. Like... Get to the rim, figure it out. Get mm-hmm. to your, get to your spot in the key. Like I, I'm okay. Like he he goes one of eight from three. Like you got to keep trying it because you are a good three point shooter now. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, you you've got to figure out a way to to break through, to get your team going the right direction. And I just felt like it wasn't just Fox. Um, whatever's going on with Malik Monk, it's the same thing. Malik Monk comes in the game, and you know, like it, it just wasn't it wasn't good, man. He Malik Monk ran a negative sixteen. And he was really he was actively bad. Yeah, in fourteen minutes. I think he had three turnovers in his first he, two minutes. He he had three turnovers in the game. Uh, he finishes with six points, but the biggest thing that he finished, six points, Kyle, zero assists. Like, this team got away from who they were, and having Malik Monk f- not be able to figure out, mm-hmm. like, what's going on with his game over the last six games is a bit of a concern. No doubt. But, you know, again, we've seen this before. This is... You know, we've seen him from Kevin Herter. We've seen him from Malik Monk last year. Mm-hmm. Their players go through stretches where they lose their legs. They go through stretches where, you know, whether they're distracted or they're burned out or the trade deadline's coming or whatever it is, there's all kinds of things that are happening here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I would say that at the end of the day, this is a one-off. And as much as the four-game win streak was nice to see, mm-hmm. This is why you don't put too much stock in win streaks and, and losing streaks right before the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And Your we'll, team is what they are, and you need to act accordingly. Yeah. And when your star player is going for 13 points on one of eight from three and four of 16 from the field, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, you're just not going to win on a lot of nights where that happens regardless. But I, 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 everything we talked about yesterday, chance to get to 10 games over chance to make it five wins in a row and really put that losing streak behind you and really get a chance to actually get momentum going into February where it's like, okay, now February, March, and then, you know, the first week and a half of April, that's mm-hmm. like crunch time now. Like yeah. now you're jockeying for seating. Now you're doing all this. And we, we've discussed this a million times as they've dropped these games that, that they probably shouldn't. We've talked about it like, dude, there's seating at stake. That five, six, seven, eight, in the West is yep. pretty jumbled. And, you know, last night, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a pass. I'm not gonna make this a referendum on on their mindset as a team or whatever. I, I you know, things happen in the NBA, but it's it it's disappointing, I think, because it looked early on like they were just gonna get smoked. They were down, what was it, fifteen in the second quarter, and the heat went on this huge run. And it's just like okay, here it is. Yeah. The Kings are going to, uh, the, the Heat are going to roll them, chalk it up, whatever. But then they battled back and it was just there. It was like there for them. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't make enough plays. And regardless of what the rest of the season looks like, that that's frustrating. And I think that starts to me with number five. Yeah. No, I, I mean, everybody has to be better, but at, at a certain point, you need your leader to to, to take like the reins. And mm-hmm. I watched Demonis Sabonis have a really, really frustrating start to the game where he could not hit a shot at all. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody put a lid on the basket or forgot to take a lid off the basket uh, to start the game. But then he kept battling. And, you know, you finish, your your star center finishes with 19 points and 13 assists and 17 rebounds. You should win that game. Mm-hmm. Like he outplayed, he outplayed his, his competition. And sure, Bam is a good player and, and Bam had a, a solid night. Mm-hmm. The better center showed up. We talked about that yesterday. Who's going to show up? Which mm-hmm. of the centers? Mm-hmm. Well, Sabonis showed up, man. But yeah, he played well. He needs more people to show up. And and I think right now we're in a phase of the season where we have certain games where you're waiting for five, six guys to show up. You're getting one or two to start the game, and they're dragging the team along, or they're they're at least keeping the team in the in the game. Mm-hmm. And 
they're, they're waiting for someone else to figure it out. Yeah. And in this game, no one else stepped up and figured it out. Tough. Yeah, I mean, Keegan Murray was really good. Yeah. He'll take 33 points from Keegan Murray, but we'll talk about that more later. I thought Deuce made a great point on the on the post game, um, or Deuce Mason on 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 yeah. NBC Sports. But he he, he mentioned thirty three points is great for Keegan Murray. Like that is outstanding. Yep. But he had twenty one in the first half. There's a mindset there where hey, you're looking around and going, I have twenty one. No one else is really doing anything. I'm going for forty plus tonight. Team needs me tonight. Yeah. And in the second half, he goes for twelve points and was very very passive. Well, in the 12 points, I think six of them came on late threes. Yeah, where it was kind of over already. Yeah, I mean, the game was yeah. like almost out of reach, and, yeah. he, and he put in a couple of threes near the end. Yeah. And there comes a point here, Kyle, where he has to demand the ball. And he, they we we need to transfer from this moment where, you know, the team is pushing, pushing, pushing Keegan mm-hmm. Murray to be better mm-hmm. and, like, to shoot more and to be more engaged. Like, come on, come on, mm-hmm. you, you can do this, to the point where when he is hot like that, he needs to stand up and huddle and say, hey, feed me. Mm-hmm. I'm rolling. Let's go. Yeah. When you're on the court, no, no, no. I'm running this play. You shift yeah. to the corner. I'm running this play. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy tonight. Let's go. You're almost all the way through your second season, man. Like, it's it's time to put the big boy pants on. It is. It is. And look, he's been really good, mm-hmm. but this is the next step. Mm-hmm. This is a step that has to happen for him to reach greatness. Mm-hmm. And until he does that, he's mm-hmm. still going to be like a third scorer. Mm-hmm. And you need that next step. You know, I think those first 10 or so minutes were some of the best radio we've ever done. And, you know, shame to anybody who missed it. <laughs> anybody who couldn't hear those first 10 minutes, I really, really feel feel bad for you. Those were, those were electric. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Chatty House. Welcome in to the show, everybody. YouTube, Twitch are back. Shout out to Jonathan. He got us all fixed. He got us all squared away. We will give you your Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game. After the break, we'll have James' six quick thoughts after the break. And then you're going to want to hear what De'Aaron Fox had to say about going to the All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. It is uh, fascinating insight into De'Aaron Fox as a player and as a person. We'll hear that uh, a little bit later on as well. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. This is ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. You're listening to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, before we get to six quick thoughts, I saw Lance Stevenson's name in the chatty house. Not that he's in the chatty house, but is like an option for the Kings. Can we not? Like, just let's be serious. Let's be serious. That's all. That's all I want. Just be serious. Yeah, I know um, Paul Westfall used to say, um, if I say no comment, it's a comment. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's right. It's one of my least favorite <laughs> things on the internet is when somebody posts something and is like presented without comment. Like, okay, but no, but you're now commenting. Yes, you you did comment. Yeah. Yeah. I said that one time and my buddy texted me and he's like, but you made a comment. Like, you're saying what you feel about this by saying that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to hear what James Ham felt about the game last night. Here's six quick thoughts. How'd yesterday's Kings game go? Bad. Kings insider James Ham has six notes you need to know. Here are James Ham's six quick 
thoughts. Yeah, here they are. I feel like for this music, I need to be driving a 1978 uh, Camaro with a T-top, mm-hmm. just letting the wind blow. You know, thousand percent. Yeah, it's it's got that vibe. Yeah, with some like aviator sunglasses and a leather jacket on. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I think I just described a scene in Top Gun, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Uh, first quick thought from the Kings loss. Uh, 115 to 106 last night in Miami. Flamethrower. Uh, Keegan Murray looked like a, a player that went to bed early to avoid the South Beach flu. Yeah, he did. Uh, 21 points in the first half, 33 points before the inter- uh, uh, 33 points for the game. He added five rebounds, two blocks. I think he might have got up to six rebounds, and I just did. No, no, five rebounds, two blocks, um, two assists. He looked good. Uh, Sabonis looked okay. No one else did. Yeah. Yeah, um, and Keegan Murray, he's going to be our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Keegan. Uh, so it is, uh, let me make sure, you know what? I did not get that over to our promotion staff. I will do that right now. The keyword is going to be Keegan. It's not there yet. I will let you know as soon as that's uh, as soon as that's good to go. All right. We'll officially announce what the keyword is later. <laughs> it's not going to be Keegan. But we will officially announce the keyword in a second. Um, yeah, man, it, it's it's one of the big picture things from last night that that matters the most to me is these Keegan games are not. It feels like we're getting a big Keegan game once a week now, or a couple times a week instead of once every month. No, I totally agree, and I would also point out that Keegan Murray played defense, uh, and he had to take on a couple of really difficult covers last night. But most of the time, he was looking at like Tyler Hero and mm-hmm. uh, and, and some of the other guys that they kept running in. You know, Jaime Hawkes, uh, um, and, and even Jason. Uh, I mean, not uh, Richardson, not uh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson, um, right? So. The reason I bring this up is that Jimmy Butler went crazy. I would have liked to have seen Keegan Murray shift over and defend Jimmy Butler more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also highlights one of the issues this team has is that they don't have two Keegan Murrays to play defense. Yeah, they need a second Keegan Murray on the defensive end. Yep, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, man. They, um, I mean, Miami shooting 13 of 28 from three. Yeah, I, it's just that's. Yeah, just kept kept hitting them, man. Yeah. Kept hitting them. All right, number two. Lost oh, and no. found. Number two. Lost and found. Uh, Kevin uh, Herter spent the first half of the season searching. He appears to have come through the darkness and is contributing at a high level once again. Finished with 14 points, two of six from three, chipped in three rebounds, three assists. His defense is better. His his vibe on the court is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did start out, I think, two of three or two of four from three, mm-hmm. and it would have been nice if he would have hit a couple more. But I think he's active, and he looks like the player that you saw last year, which I think we had forgotten what he looked like when he was playing well. Yeah, and we we talked a lot about that when he was struggling shooting. We were going, yeah, but he's still active. Look, he had six rebounds last night. He had this yeah. good defensive play. But I'm sorry, Kevin Herter being active is not good enough. He's got to be scoring too. Yep. And so to see that side of his game coming around, that I think long-term bodes well for, for Sacramento. Yep. Number three. Uh, slow start, big finish. Uh, Demonis Sabonis was not great early in the game. He missed a whole bunch of shots. He finishes with 19 points, 13 assists, and 17 rebounds. I I think the—I'll point out the assists. He had half of the Kings' assists. Kings finished with 26 assists, 
And it's really tough to to get 13 assists when your team shoots 44% from the field or 30% from three. But sure enough, I thought he was effective. He was impactful. And uh, he needed other players to step up. I also want to point out, he finished with zero personal fouls. And to me, that's, that's pretty impressive uh, mm-hmm. for a guy that um, is known as a foul guy around the league. Yeah, yeah. He was it just... I, I was impressed by the way he went at Bam Adebayo last night mm-hmm. um, and did not shy away from contact, didn't shy away from trying to get to the rim, didn't settle for, you know, little eight-foot baby hooks or anything like that. He was he was trying to do uh, what he does offensively and still play to his strengths offensively, and frankly, that's what I would like to see more of in those in those spots and in big spots for him. Yeah, he also, he hit another three. And he, he's really worked on on becoming a much better three-point shooter. So I'd also point out uh, he did pick up his 13th triple-double of the season. Mm-hmm. He is uh, just one triple-double behind Jokic. We'll get to that stat later. He also leads the league in double-doubles with 42, one above Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, – the, the triple-double thing is my current obsession. Yeah. I am fascinated by the the stat we'll, we'll give you coming up. In a little bit, it is. I I can't stop thinking about it because I genuinely don't have a good answer. So I look forward to talking about it with you and, and the chatty house. And if you want to chime in, nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. That's nine one six nine zero nine one three two zero. If you want to call and join the program, uh, real quick, the Miami Heat. Speaking of assists, mm-hmm. thirty eight assists on forty two made buckets. Absolutely crazy. That is. <laughs> that's nuts. And I actually think it was they took away two assists. I believe. I think that they uh, they finished with 40 assists, no, 40 uh, per NBA.com last night uh, to 42 baskets. Um, it, maybe that changed. Maybe they, they recalibrated. Oh my God. And, oh, no, you're right. They took away two assists overnight. Okay. okay. So at the end of the game, it was 40 assists to 42 made buckets. Sharing is caring. That's. Yeah, that, that spoke volumes about the Kings being a step slow the yep. whole night. Uh, number four. Uh, the Kings need De- uh, De'Aaron Fox to look like the player who carried them through the first half of the season. He never quite looked right in this one. Uh, 13 points, 4 of 16 shooting, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. Just not enough. Not enough. I don't know what's going on there, but he needs to to figure it out. If he was 20% better last night, they win. If um, yeah. And then that, that dovetails into to number 5. Malik Monk's struggles have reached six games. Uh, six year, a six man of the year candidate struggled with a shot, uh, but at least uh, through through most of these games, at least he was passing. And this one, he finished with six points, zero assists, and three turnovers. He did. He just does not look like himself at all. And I don't know how else to say it. Like that's he's really, really struggling with basics, mm-hmm. and it and it just looks like he needs a mental break. Like I. He needs to be go like hang out in a yurt for a week, like just just hang out, just chill. <laughs> a yurt specifically? Yeah, just not like, a tent, not a just hotel. Decompress. He's being a yurt. Yeah, he needs okay. to be. Yeah, he needs to sit there and just like meditate for a week. Yeah, man. It, it, I said if De'Aaron Fox was twenty percent better last night, they win. If Malik Monk was thirty percent better, they win. They they needed something from either of those guys. Malik Monk is a player that I believe is their most important player. De'Aaron Fox is their best player. And when both of those guys aren't showing up, I, I, I don't have a ton of confidence that the Kings are going to beat a lot of teams. No. Uh, or it, any, any team would beat any teams when they're two top guys. 
Well, an average Did Malik Monk right. night, Anyways, an going. average night by Malik Monk, the Kings won that game. Yeah. If he's just his normal self, because mm-hmm. you got to look at the the assist numbers, that's big. Yeah, you know the fact that he didn't set up anyone to finish at the rim. Yeah, you know, uh, not not great. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if the Miami flu got him. Oh, maybe that was that was my big question last night. Yeah, he right. just came in. I think he, I think he had two turnovers in two minutes. Like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you saw it like right away, and it was like n- like not focused at all. Like, yeah. just couldn't dribble the ball. Yeah, yeah. number six, uh, bad bench minutes. Um, sorry, bad what? Bench minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, got a Boy, little that nasally. sounded that. Oh, okay, <laughs> we 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 did do uh, it was the Miami. red button. <laughs> we did do the red button training today. Uh, bad bench minutes. Layer one, big red button up top. There we go. Uh, Monk, <laughs> Monk is a lightning rod for the second unit. He looked out of sorts, but the rest of the Kings bench just spun their tires. Josh Richardson outscored the Kings bench on his own, finishing with 24 mm-hmm. to just 18 points for the Kings. The Kings bench was crushed, 47-18. to 47-18. <sighs> not going to get it done, guys. No, in a game that you lost by nine points. Oof. Yeah. Not great. Man. All right. Um, I'm shook now. You're shook? I am. I can't believe you just said that. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's James' that's James six quick thoughts. Could be sponsored by you. Could be. Rich.ripleyatodyssey.com if you want to uh, sponsor that segment. Uh, did you hear what De'Aaron Fox had to say about making or not making the All-Star game? Mm, yeah, I did. It's fascinating. Let's it's talk about it next. On par. On ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. <laughs> 
I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna bring the chatty house break to the oh, air, we but we should just totally flame Chuck. You want to? Okay. Yeah. Chuck, I, okay. All right. Chuck got, Lee sucks. Yeah, Chuck Lee. Uh, if that I, is your real name. Yeah. Charles. Uh, Charles. <laughs> We got a guy in the chatty house who's just trolling everyone who might know Sacramento or or like Sacramento. He just thinks he knows something about Sacramento that that others don't. So I I don't know. I can tell you this. I, it's a great airport. I'm a big fan of the Sacramento airport. It's got a huge rabbit. It's a big ass rabbit. <laughs> it is a big rabbit. Yeah, like I, there is a lot to like about living in Sacramento. How about the weather? I, I <laughs> It's some of the best weather in the world. Really good weather. Yes. Like, farm to is... fork capital of the world. I know. Like farm directly to fork. Come <laughs> yeah. on. They farm it. They put and it then on you a fork. fork it. <laughs> <laughs> Sacramento uh, has a ton of redeeming qualities. I don't know. I love this city, man. Like this is a very, very cool city. You ever been to the farmer's market downtown? I've been to, you know, oh. there's farmer markets everywhere. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, and then like I like the outlining areas too. There's all kinds of stuff to do. Someone said nobody hates rabbits. Tell that to Elmer Fudd. Yeah, Elmer Fudd hates rabbits. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, city of trees, baby. Uh, Facts. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I Downtown's so much. Dude, Doko, that whole area. Yeah, it's cool. Great vibe. Yeah. Love it down there. It does have a good vibe. And, and you know, there's a lot of restaurants. I Like, this is a really nice foodie place if you if you like good food really good food uh you know shout out to like places like the kitchen who has a michelin star and mm -hmm. there's a couple of big time spots crew and like we got man. bennett's right here i mean yeah, technically we got it's bennett's right down the street yeah but, but this thing. is still roseville i think it's it's sort of urban sprawl right sure so but I, i'm okay with that i mean it's a great city yeah you can see look out our windows you get, and you see get the mountains honestly sacramento you get 1320 ESPN 1320 you get 1065 the end you got KSFM yeah Come on. all kinds of stuff here man 98 rock you got I, the eagle I don't even know what's going on I, like for someone to like come into a Sacramento chat like a, a chat attached to a Sacramento show and just bag on the city I, I don't know I was born and raised in this area so bro let me tell you that I was not born I was neither born nor raised here yeah I started going to college here in 2008. Okay. I would go home during my first two summers and then went, I'll just live there during the summer. Mm. And so I came up here during the summers and then I lived here until I graduated. I moved to Arizona for a couple of years. I made my way back to the Bay Area, but started working again in Sacramento. Yeah. And eventually started living again in Sacramento. Hmm. And now I work here again. Like I just keep coming back, man. Well, hey, I was I born in this city, bro. I, I am such a huge fan. I was born in at Center Memorial, which is no longer in existence. So I tore it down a couple of years ago. Um, but I grew up in Grass Valley, and it like this is when you tell people when you're traveling and you're in another country, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you live? I live above Sacramento. Like that's what I tell people. I live mm -hmm. a little bit above Sacramento, mm -hmm. California. Um, like I'm like 45, 50 minutes up the hill, mm -hmm. uh, but like that's still part of this like incorporated area. Uh, mm -hmm. It's still part of the television. Network. The greater Sacramento area. Yeah. Yeah. And man, there's a lot of great stuff around Sacramento. Mm -hmm. I Crazy. Agree. Crazy. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I say we just block uh, Chuck Lee in the, in the chat and we don't give him a place to go and put his Sacramento hatred out there. Right. I mean, this is where Jim boys tacos was established. I lived by Sac state for a while. Um, like up up Folsom 
a little bit. Okay. Up that road kind of behind Folsom Boulevard. Sac State. Yeah. Yeah. Folsom Boulevard. Thank you. Um, I lived up over there. Do you know where the Rayleigh's is on Folsom Boulevard? Sort of. Lived right back there. Okay. Um, kind of backwards along La Riva. It's a thing. Uh, and then I lived over in Arden. Mm. And I lived in Natomas. I lived off of uh, Fulton and Cottage for- Oh, and I lived at Sac State. When we obviously. first got married. When we first got married. Oh, we Fulton Cottage, of course. Uh, in the apartments down there? No. No, oh, we okay. had a little flat roof house. Oh, okay. My buddy lived in apartments off Fulton Cottage. There was a Starbucks there because I lived off Fulton and um, Elvira. Okay. And there was a Starbucks on Fulton Cottage that I would frequent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the homies. All right. Big fan. When I left, when I moved down to Arizona, they gave me a reusable to-go cup and was like, signed it. It was nice. Wow. It was nice. Shout out to the Starbucks on Fulton Cottage. Um, and <laughs> and shout out to De'Aaron Fox, who doesn't want to go to the All-Star game. Um, <sighs> Let me read you the quote. Yeah, I let's got, hear it. I got the let's quote for you. Um, because we literally, yesterday, we were talking about this. Like, man, if you if you were going to, if you were, like, Demonis Sabonis, and you were going to be an injury replacement, would you want to go? Like, that was the whole premise. Mm -hmm. Here's what De'Aaron Fox said uh, to Chris Biederman in the Sacramento Bee, and you can read this at sacbee.com. Um, quote, I don't really care about being an all-star plus Indiana's cold. It is. End quote. And then he said, uh, when asked to elaborate, he said, quote, I don't really have an answer for that. I can't control the way I feel about things. And I think it's fascinating the 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 and and great job by by Chris who who co-hosts one of the world's finest podcasts, uh, Candlestick Chronicles. Um, I think it's fascinating that a that that Darren would would say that publicly, but b that that's how he feels because we make such a thing out of the All Star Game and the NBA makes such a thing out of the All Star Game, right? And you go down you go down as a ten time All Star, like damn that guy was a ten time he was an All Star, and Darren Fox looks to be on track to be that kind of player where, dang, end of his career, he's a 10, 11-time All-Star. But then he sits there and he's like, nah, don't care. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I watched the way that uh, he made the All-Star team last year, right? Mm -hmm. And, I, like, I've known De'Aaron since he was 19 years old, right? We've, like, I've interviewed him hundreds of times over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And the thing about him is he he feels that way. He doesn't want to go, Right. Mm -hmm. but he does want the respect that comes with it. He does believe. So when he did get into the all-star game last year, his quote to us was, well, it's about time. And it's like, yeah, I knew that if we won games, I would get into the all-star game because that's the way the mm -hmm. NBA works. There's a mechanism in place here that you make it to this level, you get into the all-star game. But the reality of getting on a plane and going to Utah, you could see from the moment he stepped on the court, like, Get me out of here. I do not want to do this. And this comes back a little bit to the fact that De'Aaron is an introvert, right? Mm -hmm. The All-Star All Star Weekend is about a, it's about getting carted, like thrown on a bus or in a really nice car and moved from one location to the mm -hmm. next, to the next, to the next, to the next. So people can talk at you. Signing autographs, uh, going in to like build a house. Like they have, you know, Habitat for Humanity stuff. They have... All of these community events, they they have to go to like signings and picture takings and like all of this stuff. And You're, this doesn't even include the media responsibilities and game. Well, that, but there's also like shoe companies are there. There are parties mm -hmm. that you have to go to. You have to make appearances at. 
Like, it is draining for these guys. It's not a three-day weekend break. And that's why even, I think, last year, Keegan Murray ended up leaving right after, like, the the rookie, uh, you know. The Rising Stars Challenge? Yeah, the Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, he took off, like the, like, the next morning and was on a plane somewhere else. Like, players need to get away. An 82-game yeah. schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I, I just don't know that it helps him to advertise it this way because the decision's already made. Like it, like TNT already has a a mm-hmm. briefcase, and somebody in at TNT already knows everybody that's going to be. Yeah. they've already cut all of the little promos for each player. Right, like it's already done. So there's a good chance he's an all star. Mm-hmm. But this does, in a way, cheapen the event, at least from him. Like he doesn't want to be Can there. I, I okay, r- real quick. The players have already done that, though. Like, that's why the NBA is trying to change the rules to make it a competitive game again. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, what was, you've got 160-something to 170-something. Like, that's, it's already a fake basketball game. It's a fake basketball game, but they do that because the players don't want anyone getting hurt. Sure. You know, what you don't want to do is, you know, what Paul George was doing, like a Team USA thing when he snapped his leg. Yeah. Like, this is something where you're trying to, have a good time, put on a little bit of a show, show mm-hmm. people what you can do. What I don't see De'Aaron Fox doing is like what Mitch Richmond did in the in the 1990s where he goes to All-Star Weekend and he, he wins the MVP. Like Fox mm-hmm. doesn't have it. He doesn't care. Yeah. And and to me, it's okay that he doesn't care. I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But I think it doesn't really help him to actually say that. And because next year, if he is put up for an All-Star, if, if, if this is where... You know, if he is a multi-time all-star here, mm-hmm. it's possible he doesn't get in. And then where are But he you? doesn't care. And if he's making all NBA teams and the Kings are going to the playoffs, like I don't, I honestly, we're going to talk about Steve Clifford later and what what he said about his Hornets team. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of, I enjoy the honesty here and that De'Aaron doesn't go like, oh yeah, it's a great honor to be among the league's best like he does that every night. He's he's the best player on the floor most nights already. Yeah, I don't think he has to prove anything by by going to Indiana and and playing nine minutes in a All Star game. Yeah, the only thing I would like respond is that that people remember this. Mm-hmm. That pe- no, I, I, yeah. you know you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. this is not something that you just say and then it's no longer a big deal. It, like this could linger, and again next season in what you in- you might not be given an all-star bid because of it. And the next season after that, you might not be an all-star. And like, look, the people who vote you in to all NBA, mm-hmm. the, they may remember that the guys that, that vote you in to the hall of fame down the road, they may remember that you're ambivalent to this and that you don't really care. And you know, like, I think that that's part of it. Like Fox is going to get paid no matter what, right? He is, he's going to get he's going to make a ton yeah, of yeah, money. Yeah. And that's like one of the focuses for him has always been like, look, I want to set up my family for the rest, Mm -hmm. not only my family, but like generational wealth, Mm -hmm. which he's establishing right now. I mean, he's got his his Under Armour deal now. He's got uh, he's got a gigantic contract that Mm -hmm. it's only going to get bigger. Yes. But in order for him to maximize his money, he needs to be all NBA again because you go from 30% of the cap to mm-hmm. 35% of the cap if you're all NBA right. uh, for but two I, years in a row. But Okay, so let's, let, me, let me take this out to its conclusion then because you're, you're positing that this is bad for, for De'Aaron, him saying this publicly. I, I just don't, like, you can have that opinion, but I don't know that sharing it, it helps you. Okay. 
that's okay. what my like. So so we're drawing this out to its conclusion then. So out beyond just because if the argument is well now they're not going to make him an all star anymore. Well, he already has established that he doesn't care. So that's that's not a negative for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are are you saying that this is going to affect people now voting for him for all NBA? I think it's possible because again, like voters, you do have like. He didn't say I don't care about awards. I don't care about. He's just saying I don't want to go hang out in Indiana for a weekend and go to the All Star festivities. But that's kind of the job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And and I get if he doesn't want to be part of that, it's it's okay for him to feel that way. And mm-hmm. and it's okay for him to say it because now I mean it's probably going to become like a self fulfilling prophecy. Sure. But at the same time, like. Do you think do you think if you're the face of Under Armour that Under Armour was really excited to read that Sacramento Bee quote yesterday? No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, especially when, especially because he's under the Curry brand, right? Yeah, and Steph Curry is the guy out there always just saying the right thing, whether he believes it or not. Yeah. So and that he's... that I understand that that I get that I get the the one the one thing I would I would I think I I would push back on the most here is that this would somehow impact his Hall of Fame chances because a whether he wants to go or not. I, I don't know that people are going to necessarily factor that in when it comes to fan voting. If he's averaging 30 a night and the Kings are are 15 games over 500. Yeah, like but Darren fan Fox voting gonna... fan voting's never going to help him cuz he's in Sacramento. We finished like 7th in fan voting. No, I get, not if not if he continues doing this over the next few years and they're going to the playoffs every year and they're winning playoff series. Like that's how you build that popularity. He's just not there yet. No, okay. So I don't I don't even I don't even know if it's going to affect him all-star wise. Specifically and and you mentioned Hall of Fame chances. And I go back to what I just said. If De'Aaron is this player where he is, I'm not even going to say 30, 28, 29 points a game, and his three-point shooting continues to be as good as it is, and the Kings are going to the playoffs and they're going to the conference finals and they're going to the finals uh, over the ne- you know a few times over the next six, seven, eight years, whatever, whatever the length of his prime is going to be, mm-hmm. 10 years, whatever, then like, he's going to the Hall of Fame. No, probably, and but the, but you need a resume to get into the Hall of Fame, and this is part of it. Like I, I'm not saying that because of this he's not getting in the, but it is part of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like I know he doesn't want to embrace it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember what you're doing is when you're you're not endorsing something like this. This yeah. is the league. Yeah, this is a league's baby. Yeah, it's their showcase, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be part of it. You <laughs> you also you also just to that point and make it a little more micro to Sacramento. You also have a marketing team that's been working their asses off to get people to go out and vote. Yeah. There are television commercials about it. They're putting up billboards at the games. They gave me a lunchbox. They're giving you, they're giving out lunchboxes and saying, Hey, promote this, get, get, get votes. And then you have him going, it's a triple vote day. (laughs) That would suck. You know what? That would suck. If I was, if I was out there with the Kings and and putting together all these things and De'Aaron's like, I don't even want to go. No, I think the other thing is there's, I I think there's an important context here where this is, this is the response uh, to, because we don't know if he's getting in yet or not. And I I would, I, I I assume he is, but we don't know. Yep. And from, from his standpoint, it's like, I don't care that much to go. If I don't get in, I'm not going to lose sleep and and flip a table and you know Rudy Gobert okay remember Rudy Gobert cried like that was something that was that meaningful to him mm-hmm. and it was like dude, I, he wanted it and he didn't get in and uh, Darren's not gonna go do that 
Jared's not going to lose sleep over this. No. And I think no. I think that I think that's an important context to this. Yeah, like is, the confidence of him and, and like his want to be himself and mm-hmm. to not want to buy into the the machine that is like the self-promoting thing that is the NBA. Right. That's okay. Sure. It is. And, sure. and you know, for that matter, like the NBA as as a um as a marketing machine. Mhm has done nothing but disrespect him as a player for the first six years of his no career. Doubt. No doubt. It wasn't until year, what, seven, year eight, where they're like, hey, let's put him on national TV 22 times. Before that, it was like, eh, forget them. We don't even need to play him. So I I, I could see that being another thing where it's mm-hmm. like, look, you, you guys didn't want me for all this time, but now you want me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really down for it. I, I would rather have my week off. You guys got me... For the first six, seven years of my career, you you let me have a week off in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, he did go to All-Star Weekend for like the the rookie challenge, the rookie sophomore game. Yeah, But, but outside of that, I, I think there's a certain part of this where you're like, I don't really know that you wanted me as part of your club. And now, now that we're one of the cool kids, you want me part of your club. And I'm not really down for it because now I'm married and I've got, I've got a small child and yeah. I, I want to be a dad for a week and I want to, I want to be a husband and all mm-hmm. these things and, and take a break and let my body heal. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. I get it. But, you know, putting it out there is a whole nother thing because again, it becomes almost like the Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model. Right. You know, where it has every every possibility of, of back uh, of blowing up in your face. And if uh, if you guys missed it in the Sacramento Bee today, uh, Chris Biederman wrote about this with De'Aaron Vox saying that he does not want to go to the All-Star game. The full teams will be announced later on today. I should also we'll note- find out whether De'Aaron Fox is or is not, in fact, an All-Star. That's right. And I'm not roasting Fox. I'll just I'm just being honest with you guys, and I will also tell you, Kyle, and I've said it to I've said it many times. I don't want to go to the All Star game. Like <laughs> you go once or twice, and you're like, this is a mess. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's chaotic. There's no one on one time. the The coolest thing about All Star Weekend is that there are Hall of Famers there, and there's a Hall of Fame ceremony where you go and like I'm sitting there like walking up to Hakeem Olajuwon and interviewing him. That's the coolest That's thing cool. for me. Yeah. Outside of that, it's a mess. Nothing is it, like you're in a big giant room with a whole bunch of players in the scrum. And then some local reporter asks every single player, if you were a Smoothie King smoothie, what flavor would you be? <laughs> and then you know what? It, they're so unoriginal uh. that they aren't the only one asking that question. Now you got two people because they missed it the first time it got asked. And it's like, it really does become unbearable. So I'm with De'Aaron. I don't want to go either. There it is. All right. Dude, that's what I said about the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> I'm going to cover the Super Bowl. Not really. I don't uh, have any work I need to do there. I guess that's funny. It's something, it's something uh, like All-Star Weekend, a Super Bowl, things like that. That's something I would like to experience at some point. Just to, just to experience it and say I did it. But what you're describing just sounds awful. Oh, no, it's not fun. Uh, there is no one-on-one time. They do not carve anything out for local media. Real quick, real quick. Let me let me add this caveat. Awful from the standpoint of this job. In the in the grand scheme of things that you can do for work, it's not that bad. No, but, no, <laughs> no. And if, and if someone wants to go to All-Star Weekend, like, go do it. It's fun, like, once or twice. Yeah, it, yeah. It's crazy. It's busy. You might get to see the players and all that stuff. Yeah. But that's not my world. And then, like, we went to... 
Like I went to and New it, York. As a work environment for this for this job. Oh yeah. It is oh, That no. sounds very difficult. Yeah, they literally see if they can find like a broom closet to stick four <laughs> media members in uh like 350 feet off the floor and then it like it's almost like disrespectful. Yeah. So like the national writers are all sitting front row and like, "Oh, they got great seats." Yeah, everybody else like, sorry, we only have 13 seats and there's 57 of you. So most of you are going to have to stand around. Stand around with my laptop laptop trying to write about something. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, why am I here? Why am I not just at the hotel? Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities. But hey, again, I if I were a fan, I would want to go. It's a lot of fun, especially if you have kids. It's a lot of fun. They, uh, you know, they put on a, a good show. There's concerts. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, I think if I if someone if someone said like if if thirteen twenty, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's say All Star Games in Sacramento, or actually it's in Oakland or in San Francisco in two years. Oh yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, right, because it's right there. Yeah, I would love to go to that as a as a person who does this this specific job of talking on the radio. Yeah, because I can go, I can enjoy it mostly as a fan, but then when it comes, you know, getting sound, recording stuff, taking mm-hmm. video posting on social but not a thing where i have to like hey i have to sit down and i have to write a an ap style story about what i saw and heard and oh this news broke and uh, you're there you're in new orleans covering the kings and you find out hey in the midst of all this demarcus cousins is getting traded okay so i didn't i wasn't there for that i i went to the other all-star game in new orleans but not that one because they had back-to-back or Two and three years because we had the uh, the Charlotte situation where mm. they passed the anti yes that's right yeah the anti LGBTQ uh, like legislation mm-hmm. and the NBA pulled out of Charlotte right um, and so I went to one of them I was not at the Marcus Cousins thing um, but but I, if you were yeah oh no it's wild like it's, watching it play out it's wild. And imagine, so now imagine you have to go find a place in this sea of people to get yourself in a place where you can like set a computer down and write. Oh yeah. Or you're holding it in one hand and trying to type. Or you're trying to run back to your hotel or whatever. I mean, it is night. Pass, dude. Yeah. In New York, it was negative 19, I think. (laughs) The coldest I've ever been in my entire life with windshield factor. That's the other, that's the other thing. Figure it out. The, (laughs) the NFL has the Super Bowl indoors. Or in L.A. Great weather cities. Or in Miami. Miami. Or, you know, or San Francisco. Sa- Sa- Santa Clara, sure. Yeah. Um, it, when they do go to Minnesota, you know, it's indoors. It, that's it. NBA All-Star Weekends, like Cleveland, Indiana. Like, come on, dudes. Figure it out. Yeah. No, I mean, because you're a lot of the events are outdoors. And, you know, they always say, oh, Sacramento, you don't have enough four and five star hotel accommodations. That's the reason why Sacramento can't get, but they also, there's also another caveat. You don't really have the space to do some of these events. And it's yeah. like, that's, that's not true. You and can fi- you can figure that out. Look at the weather. The weather is going to, in, in February, the weather is perfectly fine here to do an event like that. <laughs> As we sit through an atmospheric river where it's pouring rain and whipping winds all night. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But, <laughs> but it's still like a 50 degree. At, yeah. It's not, 22 degrees or negative 19. Yeah. I don't blame De'Aaron Fox. And I, I get everything that you're saying about how this could reflect, you know, negatively for him. But A, I don't blame him for feeling the way he does. And B, as a person whose job it is to, to react to these type of things, 
I very much respect when a player or coach is just like, here's what's on my mind. Here's the brutally honest thing. Instead of him going, would love to make it. It would be such an honor to play alongside other great players. I respect it. I just think that if you were his PR person, you're just like... But if you're, but also like that's De'Aaron. Like if you're a PR it. person, you gotta know, you gotta know that this is coming. Yeah, you gotta know at some point that he feels this way, and maybe you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's better to do this. You gotta know that he's just gonna, he's gonna say what at some point what he feels. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of honesty, we'll t- we'll talk about Hornets head coach Steve Clifford later, who had who had some takes on his own team. That <laughs> he were, did that were wild and refreshingly honest. Yeah, they were smoldering, <laughs> smoldering. Just flambéed, just flambéed his own yeah. squad. He had like the bellow thing like yeah. like like stoking the flames like this full-blown full hey. napalm. Well, hey, this incredible. is what happens. Yeah. Hey, I jumped in the rundown and you have a speaking of flames, you have a take about the trade deadline. Based around last night's game. Oh, yeah. And this is not a player they should go get. This is not, you know, anything specific. But uh, I thought it was very interesting what you had to say, and we'll talk about it next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports. Later. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 